T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get ready. It's time for Operation Late Night Excitement. Top rated late night radio. The awesomest night of all time. After dark. It's Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. You deserve a fun night. On KMOX. Happy Monday, St. Louis. It's Hancock and Kelly in for our non-cardinal night, Monday night. Here we are. No sport gig right here on KMOX. Yeah, there you go. And, uh... What could be finer than spending two hours here on The Voice of St. Louis? Well, I got to spend two hours in a dental chair today. Did you now? A root canal, John Hancock. A, a Literally canal. a root canal. Well, there you go. Have you I ever had one? I've had, yeah, I've had a couple over the years. All right, so I, I went uh, and sat. The guy was very nice. They put this clamp in your mouth. Yeah. Uh, did you get the clamp? Yeah, the clamp. They hold your mouth open with a clamp. Right. That was that was kind of the, the hardest part. But otherwise, my doctor was great. I had no pain. He got the Novocaine shot. Yeah. And he had kept apologizing to me. He kept saying, uh, uh, great doctor, by the way. I loved this yeah. guy. I loved his st- staff. They, they listened to the Hancock and Kelly show. How about that? They quickly informed me that they were fans of your uh, side of the aisle <clears throat> right before they were about to inject me with narcotics. There you go. Well, that's not a narcotic. What, it's not? No, Novocaine. It's just uh, whatever it is. Can you buy no? You can't get Novocaine over the counter. Yeah, I don't know. Is it a narcotic, uh, PJ? It has let's, to be a narcotic. The, uh... You have to be a doctor to, to be able to do it. Yeah, but I don't think... Otherwise, they'd be giving to these football players. Well, maybe they are. You think they're just numbing up their uh, arms maybe, and stuff? Maybe that's, maybe that's what they're doing out there. Uh-huh. Well, I, uh, that was How my... How long did it take your mouth to start working again? Well, uh, immediately, uh, good really? for me. Uh, uh, everything was fine. I've had no pain now. At the end of the procedure, yeah, the guy says to you, "Would you like me to prescribe you um, something heavier than than what an Advil or right. uh, blah blah blah?" And I said, "Well, no, I don't want that because I, I don't want I you know what I mean? I, like unless yeah. I absolutely need pain medication, you don't want to take it. I don't want to go down that road no, because I agree. Uh, uh, you know, I think there's a reason that people get addicted to it. Oh, and they do. Yeah. And so I said, "No, sir, I'm I'm fine." And you know what? To this point, knock on wood, 4 hours later, I still have no Was pain. Was it in the back? It's uh it was uh, tooth it's number 3 number in the, three. in the dental school uh, week. so I guess they must start numbering them from the back right. Yeah. So one, two, three. You it's know, there a are places in Missouri where you only can go up to like twenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not far from here. <laughs> and let me tell you, I uh, I was dreading having to get a root canal. You you've had one. I've had a couple of them. Really? Yeah, it's not bad. Really? Not bad. I don't like the dentist. No, I liked this guy today. Although I don't think he's a dentist that does your root canal. 
I think he's, he's a, an oral surgeon or a parodontologist or some other fancy word. No, you know I think what I mean? dentists can do root canals. Really? Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I had a nice experience with him, but I, I, that's not something I want to do again. Well, you may not have to. But where did the, the expression, oh, I'd rather have a new root canal than, you know, have to sit with Hancock well, for two in, hours? Well, in the old days, in the old <laughs> days, I think they you, they didn't numb you up much. Could you imagine? That would not be good. And it, the sound is what I don't like. You know, the drills. Is well, or, or how about when they put it in there and he says to you, he says, you're going to feel some vibration and your whole head starts to vibrate. Yeah. And you start to think to yourself, yeah, he's doing that inside my skull. Yes. So that can't be there good. It is, there I, it is. Are they now. just wiping out all the uh, sensors and stuff? So- yeah. Here? Okay. I heard it all day. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. But I, I guess they're just taking out all the roots and stuff so that you won't have any pain? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. But if they accidentally leave one in, you're going to have serious pain. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Were you experiencing pain in the, in the tooth? Uh, no. Knock on wood. I never had pain. I went to. I was so I was in New York. Not this most previous time. Yeah, by the way, it, we're going to talk hard about to keep track with your. Many, we're going to talk about trips. my trip to New York. Wait till you hear the story about what happened to me in New York. It has a KMOX element. I've already to heard it. the story. And oh, but and, I guess all twelve of you out there. Yeah, have not and, yet heard but the, the listeners story. are going to get to hear about right, it. Well, that's exciting. But not this uh, this past week. I I was in New York. I went by uh, the nine eleven museum. We'll talk about all that later. Yeah. Yeah. But the previous time I went to New York, my tooth crumbled on me. Oof. So I came home, I went and saw the dentist, and the dentist says, yeah, you're going to need a cap. Uh-huh. So he, he cleans it all up, puts a temporary on me, tells me to come back and get the cap. Yeah. I come back to get the cap. He says, do you have pain? I said, yeah. In fact, when I push on it, he goes, well, got bad news for you. You got to get a root canal. Mm-hmm. So then he seals me back up, sends me on my way, and then today I have my root canal. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. And you, uh, how's your dental uh, hygiene? Oh, I got a, a trip to the Bahamas in here. Yeah, uh, have yeah. you started the process? I have. Really? Yeah. What'd you do? I don't know. Whatever. They, I don't. I don't ask a lot. Uh, of when questions. do you have to show back up? I think October the third, something like that. Yeah, I don't like the dentist. You know, yeah. it's the only doctor you go to. Sometimes feeling relatively good. Yeah. And leaving hurt. That's an excellent point. And you bleed. Like, yeah, you know, and you, and you bleed. No, they poke and prod and they stick the needles in there. And uh... My guy today, I really liked him. His name was Dr. Polensky. Uh, and by the way, huh. I'd, I'd give him major kudos. Well, see, he ought to be advertising here on The Voice of St. He, he should, but. I know uh, all these people out here need to go to the dentist. He did do something that dentists do that I don't understand. What's that? They get about six hands in your mouth. Yeah. And they ask you a question. Yeah. So, uh, what, did you watch a Cardinal game yesterday? And I was sitting there thinking, you got two hands in my mouth, all this contraption. How am I going to answer that? I don't think my dentist has ever asked me a question while uh, working on me. Really? Yeah. Your dentist probably don't talk much to you, do they? They don't say much. John, do you notice that most of your service providers don't speak with you? With you? No, they do. Really? Yeah, they do. Like when you go to the grocery store, the lady behind the meat oh, counter, she talks uh, to you? I'm a rock star at Snooks. Why? You <clears throat> buy a lot of turkey? No, I just, uh, I mean, you know, I'm very engaging. And I think at that particular Snooks, I've heard that uh, some of the customers are kind of rude. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so, so if you're not, if you're friendly and, and nice, well, yeah. I, you know. Why would you be rude to a person working in a grocery store? I agree. I don't get that. I don't either. Yeah. That's, that's just, that's just really bad. Yeah, it's not good. Hey, man, we've got a full night for everybody. We're going to have our sports insider coming on. John Hancock Jr. is going to join us, as he does every week at 8.15. Got a mystery guest We've got a mystery guest coming on at 8.30. Uh, a, a, a chance encounter, one might say, in the Big Apple between wow. me and this individual. Unbelievable. You folks right here on KMOX know this name and voice. Yes, you do. 
And then we're going to talk about something you're obsessed with, which I, I absolutely do not get and think it's a waste of time. Her Majesty the Queen. Yep. Uh, Sean Michael Lyle joins us next hour. And uh, what's trending with Braxton Payne? All of that and more coming your way. It's Michael Kelly and John Hancock on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Every week at this time, we go to this celebrity insider guest line here at KMOX where we're joined by John Hancock Jr., our NFL insider. Top of the evening to you, Mr. Hancock. Hey now, Michael. How's it going? Man, it's beautiful. The weather is just spectacular here down in St. Louis. How's it up there to our north in Chi-Town? Yeah, a little cold and rainy. High 50s today. Uh, cloudy, overcast, constant rain. Yeah, no doubt about it. So the NFL season started on Thursday. We're underway right now. St. Louis' own Joe Buck is calling a game on ESPN. Monday Night Football, your take on the beginning of the season. Yeah, well, what a week one it was. You know, it's always great getting into a new NFL season. A lot of surprises in week one and, you know, a lot of bold predictions being made based on these outcomes, but that's the beauty of it. We get to wait and see what sticks, what was a fluke, and uh, it's going to be fun to see how the season shakes out. So are the Packers uh, are Packers in real trouble? It, I, they certainly could be, but here's the thing. Rodgers has you know two, three rookie receivers on that team. These guys, uh, the biggest games they're used to be playing are nothing compared to an NFL game. These weren't you know SEC Big Ten receivers that were drafted. These guys went to small schools. So I think it's going to take them a lot of time to settle in. Uh, we did see with Rodgers, though, he kind of stopped going to the rookies after they dropped a couple passes early on until later in the game. He's got to get over that trust issue. and um, But we'll see with the Packers. But I was impressed with the Vikings, who, of course, got the win over the Packers. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he's got an offensive coach now. And Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, that's a dangerous receiving core. You got Dalvin Cook running back. I think that was a statement win, and the Vikings are a team to watch out for in the NFC North, if not the NFC. Well, we have to we have to ask. It was uh, not a great opening day for Baker Mayfield and his Carolina Panthers. They fall <laughs> to the Cleveland Browns. What did you think? The stink followed him. Yeah, the stink did follow him, and I told you that was the one game I have ever rooted for Baker Mayfield, and I can confidently say it will be the last game I will ever root for <laughs> Baker Mayfield. The Cleveland Browns, you know, I've talked about this city. The The river catches on fire. The franchise has more quarterbacks than I think in the past 20 years in the U.S. has had presidents. Don't fact-check me on that. But the Cleveland Browns have only won one season-opening game before yesterday going back to 1999. They haven't won an opener since 2005, which is a stat that sounds hard to believe. And, of course, 
Baker Mayfield was able to reverse that trend. He couldn't do it when he was there, but he gave it to him when he left. He's continuing to make the statement that he may be the biggest fraud ever in the NFL. He, he very may well. He very may well. Speaking of frauds, though, in the NFL. Yes. Have you guys taken a look in uh, the New England Patriots and how Belichick has done without Tom Brady? It's oh. not been pretty. Oh. You know, and there are people who still swear that he'll win more Super Bowls than Tom Brady does separated. Yeah. And I, I think Bill Belichick may be done here soon. I think he's I think he's quite possibly done. Uh, that game you don't think was an anomaly, eh? I, I do not. Um, you know, Tua Toi Balala, the Dolphins quarterback, he didn't have the sharpest game, but he was able to make enough throws when it mattered. You got Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, two of the top, you know, ten, if not top five receivers in the AFC uh, and they're going to be, they're going to be, I think the bill's biggest competition in that division. I think the Patriots be lucky to be in the playoff hunt going into, going into Thanksgiving and beyond. Speaking of Tyreek Hill, a lot of people were speculating that his departure from Kansas city was going to wreak havoc on their offense. Certainly didn't look like it yesterday. Yeah, no. And Patrick Mahomes, I can't remember a quarterback of his stature facing, you know, this many, um, you know, prove it to me mantras he had coming into this season. He's won Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. Everyone knows he's a top two, three quarterback, if not number one in the league. And this offseason, a lot of talk about what's Mahomes going to do without Tyreek Hill. But you got a coach like Andy Reid and you got an arm like Mahomes. The offense is always going to be dangerous. And with new weapons, five touchdown passes for Mahomes in the opener. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite a performance. Now, you disagreed with my uh, assessment of the L.A. Chargers uh, after I yesterday. Did. After yesterday, I I think they're very much for real. Yeah, I may have to reevaluate. You know, I was high on Derek Carr coming into the season, but that was a stark contrast seeing him against Justin Herbert in that game, drive for drive, three interceptions for Derek Carr. He was feeding it to Devontae Adams, but Herbert has the cannon. He has the stature, and I, I may have to reevaluate on that one, which I do not often have to do. Well, we can't have a week of talking football without talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Always hype around the Cowboys, America's team. So many people follow them. I saw before the season started, they were a 10-and-a-half game. Uh, that was what they were predicted to win, 10-and-a-half games this year. Uh, and the line's now moved down to 8-and-a-half. I think they're going to have a hard time winning six games. Absolutely, especially with Dak Prescott, uh, hand injury. He's out six to eight weeks. They got Cooper Rush. Their backup, who's only played in one game, I don't think he's the answer. And that Dak's injury, I think, saved him a lot of talk about how pitiful that performance had been by him and the entire team that game. So, what's the deal with the Cowboys? Was the was the secret sauce really Jimmy Johnson? <laughs> that, was, that was before my time, but that that may have been the secret sauce. I mean, because that's the last time the Cowboys were relevant and being able to even compete. I, I watched Tony Romo on Sundays. This man never won a playoff game, and he's making more money talking to us now on Sundays. The Cowboys get all this attention, but they haven't been relevant since I was a kid. Yeah, no, they they've had a weak division too, which you know makes it all the more confounding. But they haven't been able to get over the hump. And this certainly doesn't look like the year. They're in last place in the NFC East. Even the Giants found a way to win. Yeah. Week one, everyone else want to know. John Hancock joins us, our NFL insider. Got to switch topics, switch sports right now because what's happening here in St. Louis is absolutely remarkable. Talking about, of course, Albert Pujols and his quest for 700. I think he's going to get there. How about you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Going into the season, you know, felt like a pipe dream. 
felt like he was more of a mascot than anything coming back for one big farewell tour. And he's not just getting close to 700. These home runs he's been hitting have been key, pivotal, go-ahead home runs, major at-bats for a team making a playoff push. And there's just something crazy about it. I saw a stat. You probably saw the same thing. This is his uh, worst season as a Cardinal, but it is better than any season he had the entirety of his time in Anaheim. I did see that. Uh, that that was uh, that was a spectacular. Were you guys surprised that they pitched to him uh, yesterday with uh, with first base open? So it was a righty. So I thought that made it even more impressive. I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think both of his homers over the weekend yep. were against right-handers, which yeah. is we were not seeing that early on in this season. <laughs> the home run derby usually they say it you know ruins guys' mechanics in their swing, but seems to have unlocked something in Father Albert. <laughs> I mean, it is remarkable. Uh, I'm with you. I didn't expect – I expected to see him bat a couple times a week coming off the bench against left-handed relievers. But uh, he's doing it uh, both ways now. He's batting averages at, I think, 266. He's hit 18 home runs so yeah. far this season. It, it's truly, truly remarkable. Does this ball club have what it takes to go all the way? So – you know, you make it. There's always a chance. We've seen it with the Cardinals, you know, twice. Uh, our best teams aren't always the ones that end up taking it home in October. But it's a tough road to climb in the National League. Our pitching is very solid, but we don't have a lot of the marquee names that you have. We don't have a Scherzer. We don't have a DeGrom, uh, you know, like the Mets and the Dodgers have. And the Braves have strong pitching as well. I think we have a chance, but it's going to be an uphill battle, and we're going to need our rotation and bullpen to be lights out and keep us in games. Are you worried about Wainwright? His last two outings have not been uh, stellar. Yeah, they haven't been too stellar, but you know he's without a doubt earned the benefit of the doubt these past two seasons. I honestly wasn't expecting much out of him in 2021. He proved me wrong, and he's proved me wrong again this year. I don't think two starts are a cause for concern. Well, the Brewers are in town starting tomorrow. They play a couple of games. We'll see how those Cardinals do. John Hancock, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, get back to that Monday night football game. And uh, who do you predict is going to win this thing tonight? Uh, so going in, it was going to be the Broncos all the way. But uh, Seahawks up right now. So who knows? Geno Smith's looked pretty good. I've I'm, I'm been surprised. Yeah. Well, that's John Hancock, our sports insider. When we come back, Michael's going to tell us a story Yeah. about a chance meeting in New York City. That's coming up next on Camo X. I'm in a New York state of mind. You saw him in New York. That's the main reason I went. To see Billy Joel. Yeah. Yeah. How was he? Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, rarely do you get to go to a concert where you know every single song that's going to be played. I bet that's right. Yeah, yeah. I can only think of a couple of artists that are like that. You got Billy Joel, maybe the U two, Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney, Elton John, of course. <clears throat> yeah. Right. <clears throat> you know, I only heard two songs at the Elton John concert. Well, you had to have the... known them, right? Well, it, one was Rocket Man, uh-huh. and one was a song I've never heard before <laughs> in my life. <laughs> That was quite a crisis, yeah, that whole thing. So uh, I went with my mother uh, to, uh, and my brother-in-law and my sister. My Let me just take this opportunity to yeah. say what mm-hmm. a fine, fine son you are. Thank you. You are an inspiration to all of us in the, in the way you lovingly care for your parents. Well, yeah. Well, my dad's done. Right. But uh, I went to New York with my mom. We went to go see uh, Billy Joel and my, my sister, Colleen, who's my oldest sister. I, I know that's... Not the most nicest thing to say about a woman, but she's well, of, the, of the six of us. She's the oldest. Yeah. 
and her husband, Paul, we all went up there and uh, had a good time, went and saw Billy Joel, the whole reason we went, Friday night, Madison Square Garden, his 84th straight or, you know, performance yeah. there at Madison Square Garden. Is he going to quit uh, soon? I, he, no. Uh, you know, and his voice is still good. He's yeah. getting older, John. Yeah, oh, no question. Uh, and and I had all. seen him right before the pandemic hit up in Chicago. And I could definitely tell he's aged a little bit during the pandemic. But his voice was spot on. He was still hitting the high notes and had a blast. And uh, we rocked it out. And uh, there we are in the, in, the, in the center of the world coming out of Madison Square Garden. There's construction going on there around Madison Square Garden. So my mom and I are kind of weaving through the traffic. And we get out onto the streets. There's pure chaos on the streets. It's gridlocked. There's... Just something like you'd see in a movie. We're walking along, and here I am. I'm about to walk into somebody. Oh, boy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know this guy. And I looked at him, and I said, hey, George. And and it was a fish out of water, and George looked at me, and he looked at me, and he goes, oh, my God, it's Michael Kelly. And I was like, it's George Sells. Unbelievable. KMOX is George Sells. Who joins us now here at KMOX, George? Yeah, that was one of that was one of the more random things that's happened to me lately. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And you were running around. You were with your son, correct? Correct, and, and doing the same thing you were doing. My son, uh, the week before, turned seventeen, and his favorite, just about of anybody, uh, is Billy Joel. He plays piano. He can play a lot of stuff out of his catalog and has always been a huge fan. And so we decided, especially considering, as you were saying, that, you know, Billy's getting up there and sooner or later, you know, he might just decide one day he doesn't want to hop on the Long Island Railroad anymore and come to Madison Square Garden. So we decided to take the opportunity. We surprised our son and uh, got tickets to the, and went to the concert. And so doing the same thing you were doing, and you know, went up there, had had a ball. It was the first time either of us had seen him. So yeah. different experience for me than it was for you, but uh, and, an absolutely fantastic show. And then, was. yeah, walking in Times Square afterwards, and there was yeah. Michael Kelly. And by the, by the way, a pretty accurate description of what it was like leaving there, it was complete chaos, right? There was just people everywhere, gridlock, nothing, you know. It was just... I mean, that's not... That's not unusual for coming. Like I've been to, con- I've been to several concerts there. We used to live up there, uh-huh. and so it's you always have that that mass exodus of people coming out of there. But it's made worse because of that construction they're doing on the front. It's like I, t- I told my wife they're building a high rise on the front of Madison Square Garden for some reason. Well, we all know why. There's money to be made, but uh, so I, that made it that much more crowded and that much more sort of just chaotic and bizarre because you had those, you know, those wooden temporary walkways and stuff and people are trying to figure out where they're going through there but uh so it yeah it took a bad situation and made it worse as far as just the usual congestion but i don't think anybody there thinks twice about congestion right so the kiddo 17 pretty good pianist eh yeah, it was. It was. He's he's working on. It. I mean, he's he's always he's been playing since he was like four, and loves it. Took to it, and it's you know he's he's the kid that you don't have to get him to practice piano. Now, schoolwork stuff like that. That's more of a conversation. But piano, <laughs> there's never anything about practicing piano. He's on the he's on the piano all the time, and just uh, Billy Joel. I mean, I remember when he. He couldn't have been five or six years old or something like that the first time he heard Piano Man and just loved it. And right. There we go. He, Off to the races. Do you know much forever. of what he's capable of playing? Uh, because Billy Joel plays one of the coolest. John Hancock, you can play this. You played this uh, one time for me. Summer Highland Falls. 
Okay, I don't know if he knows that one. The one he does know, which you actually bumped in with, is New York State of Mind. Yeah, that's a nice and my one of my favorite pieces of video I got on our entire trip is uh, we were walking uh, downtown when we first got in, because we got in that afternoon, and we decided to just take the subway in and sort of make work our way to the hotel because we were staying way downtown. And uh, we just worked our way there, stopped, got some pizza, and we're walking along. And there's this little tiny park right next to the entrance to the Holland Tunnel. And they have a beautiful, colorfully painted piano just sitting there in the middle of this park. So Quincy's in like, oh, let's check this out. And thing is, it works. It's in tune. And he started playing New York State of Mind on it. So I, I've got this great video of him playing New York State of Mind with all the traffic in all of New York surrounding it, which is a lot of fun. That is so cool, George. Hey, it's how strange is it? John, this has happened to you, I'm sure, when you're out of town. You fish out of water. You run into somebody in a place they're not supposed to be. Yeah. And, George, I, you and I both had that look like, uh, oh, wait. oh, my God, oh, yeah. Mike. Oh, George. Exactly. It's like if, if I if I run into you in a in a in a schnooks or right. outside of a Cardinals game, it would have been instantaneous. But I think just because you know we're both a thousand miles from home, it was just kind of like and and the plan. There's just so many people. Also, it's like there's people and shouting and noise right. and everywhere, and it's like. Ever Whoa, happen- okay. It, it, it takes your mind a second to kind of reset. That ever happened to you, Hancock, or oh, yeah. into somebody half a world away? Yeah, I was standing in line at the Haunted Mansion uh, in the Magic Kingdom at Disney World. Disney World. And the uh, lady in front of me turns around. It's Jean Elman, the wife of uh, County Executive Steve Elman. <laughs> and she's How there with her that? son. I said, where's Steve? She says he's in St. Charles working. He's <laughs> doing good deeds for the people. But, uh, yeah, that was that was wild to see Gene. And we were, like, right next to each other in line. Right. It's just crazy when you run into somebody. I, uh, a couple of, uh, maybe last year, I ran into Jason Hall, who runs uh, the, the Greater, down, St. Louis. Greater St. Louis, Inc., uh, right. in Chicago, and was walking across the street. And I'm like, wait, what are you doing here? You know, it's one of those things. George, uh, the last time I think you were on with the Hancock and Kelly show, you had an owl in your house. Yeah, that's been a while. We did that. We the, the owl has not returned. We there's one, there are a couple of them that sort of hang out in the neighborhood, uh-huh. and you can hear them at night. And you'll see them occasionally, and and we often will just be laughing, kind of wondering, like, is that him? You know, do you think of one of those as the perpetrator? And refresh my we mind: never- did he like bust through a window, or did he just come in the front door? We have, to this day, this is one of the great mysteries in my life. To this day, we have never figured out how he got in because <laughs> the doors and windows were all closed. If you'll remember, it was a spring day. It was fairly right. it was fairly pretty out, but the, we didn't have any, anything open. I'd gone to pick up my kids at school, and the only thing that made sense was that the, uh, the doors to the fireplace were open, uh-huh. and the... The guy from, Santa uh, from Rotlow that helped get him out said he must have, like, chased a critter down there and just come in through the fireplace. Huh. Huh. And that is a and that is a certainly a, a, a credible uh, concept and something that I always thought that made sense, except for one thing. I've lived in this house 14 years now. I've been It was 13 and a, or 12 at the time, something like that. And have not been the best about getting the chimney swept. And we it's a wood-burning fireplace that we use all the time, like every winter, and there was not a speck of soot anywhere in the living room. 
where he flew in. Well, it's a fastidious owl, obviously. It's I, maybe, but they're it, very it, clean it, animals. Those owls, <laughs> and, and apparently very streamlined, also to be able to shoot down through there, not not stir up a sl- the slightest bit of dust, and then get into my living room. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. Uh, it's a, it's a, quite a skill these things have. Have you ever seen the the owls flying around? It's kind of scary looking. It is. Yeah, it's it's pretty intimidating. We saw we had a hawk out in the yard a couple, a couple of weeks ago too. And it's kind of like I look at the dog. I'm like, he's forty pounds. It could probably hold his own, but I don't know how that would end. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, George, you're back in town. I take it. Back in town. Back at work today, and just uh, after a great weekend, you did the uh, did the concert, of course, and then we uh, also also checked out Yankee Stadium. Uh, nice. My son was my son was not impressed. He thinks Bush is better. I tend to agree. The new Yankee Stadium is really not that much to write home about. Um, it's I, I've been to the old one many times, and I, I'm not a Yankees fan, but you know you can appreciate an old ballpark. Yeah, did you and, go there uh, for the Jeter game? Wasn't didn't they honor Derek Jeter? Uh... No, the Jeter game was happening while Billy Joel was on stage. Oh, okay. So cool. We went the, we went the next day. Uh-huh. And uh, you know they they won. It was you know a good crowd. It was a pretty day. It was great to go to a ball game. But uh, I just I hate to see an old ballpark that had the kind of charm. You know the, the the ones like Wrigley, like Fenway, and and old Yankee Stadium as well. They're just there aren't many of there aren't many of them around. And uh, the fact it bums me out that they tore the other one down because this place is just it's it's nice. It's just like all of the other ballparks that they built. You know, in the years between nineteen you know, ninety two and two thousand ten, yeah, they just all kind of they they all have a, a kind of a similar vibe to them, and uh, you just you expect something a little more special because Yankee Stadium, you know, it's such a a uh, legendary name and a legendary place, and uh, you know, it's still the cool experience you know, getting off the train in the Bronx and all the craziness around it. But uh, you walk into the stadium, and I I could have just as easily been in Pittsburgh, Cleveland, or Cincinnati. Well, there you go. And speaking of legendary names, when yeah. we come back, and George Sells, thank you so much for joining us. When we come oh, back, we're thank you for sp- having me, guys. Take you betcha. <laughs> we're going to speak about another legendary name, Michael. Who this? Queen Elizabeth II. This is Summer Highland Falls to it take is. us out. Nice. Beautiful song. We'll be back after this on KMOX. That's my country, Tizzly. We stole that from the Brits. Oh. This is God Save the Queen, which is now God, God Save, Save the, the King. King. King Charles III. What do you uh, What do you think Great of all this? Britain. Are you into this stuff? Yes. Why? Well, because, Michael, it's, uh, this, this is my, uh, these are our people. <laughs> no, we threw them out. No. Uh, we threw them out of here. We didn't throw them out of there. No, but I, uh, I understand. So they're, they're not our people. Well, they most certainly are. Um, I'm descendant of a member of parliament. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. So, what, what was what was the name of your member of parliament? His last name was Brock. Brock. Mm-hmm. Really? B-R-O-C-K. As in Obama? Uh, no, B R O C K. Oh, B R O C K. As okay. in Lou. Okay. And um, so, yeah. And look, here's the thing about Queen Elizabeth. All right. A, a wonderful lady. Yeah. A delightful lady. Seemed like it. Very witty lady. Oh, not uh, bad. Very dutiful. Lady who carried out her, what was her duties duty? to the very end of being, being the rich, queen, being the queen, which means what? 
Well, the queen. Walk around in funny outfits and wear hats occasionally. The, the queen, as we all know her, uh, was a very important figure in Great Britain. And, huh. Yeah, I agree with you there. And, and here's the thing. You know, we have nothing like that here. And there was a big debate at our founding uh, as to whether we should have a king. And there, there were royalists among the founders, uh, and Alexander Hamilton being one, who really thought uh, a king would be helpful for this country. And we decided to, instead to vest that head of state position in the in the president of the United States, which everybody knew was going to be George Washington. Uh, but Washington was asked about if he would like to be the king, and he didn't. No, he didn't want anything. Well, other. he said that's the last thing we should be a part of as a monarch. Correct. Uh, but if you look at the role, the function, uh, certainly in today's world, that the crown plays in British society, what like it's a, the head of tourism? It's a unifying figure for the entire country. And there is no unifying figure in the United States for the entire country. And I think it's kind of cool that whether you're leftist or conservative or whatever your political views are over there. No, I disagree with you. They respected the queen. We have a unifying figure. We all respect the office of president of the United States. That's our head of state. That's our head of government. Um, I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, even when Donald Trump was president of the United States, he still represented me as the as the president of the of the you know the greatest country on the planet. So I, I get it. I mean, I, what I don't get is the over the top stuff with this gal. I mean, we're all going nuts. Literally, they're shutting down the whole world for two weeks over this thing. I get it. Would we be shutting down the world for two weeks over the Pope? Would we be shutting down the world for two weeks over the? We're not shutting the world down. Yeah, we are. I mean, essentially, they're not playing soccer over in England. You know, they they uh, canceled the Premier League. Everybody with CNN's 24-7 looking at this hearse, and, you know, it's going to go on for 10 days. (laughs) Like, listen, I'm all about the pageantry. I like watching their weddings. Yeah. I like watching their funerals. But to to do it over 10 days, now you're just being greedy. That may be a bit much. I, I, I might concur with you that it's a bit much, yes. Yeah. But... A substantial figure. I mean, seven totally. years on the yeah, throne. Yeah, I'm with you. And it seems and like a very lovely human, too. She was a lovely human. And now, uh, now we've got but, Charles III. But I think she really believed that stuff. I think she really believed that she was of the bloodline that was granted this land by God. And that, in the, world, in the day that we live in, 2022, is such a ridiculous concept to me that any human being believes that God has chosen them to have control over a particular land or whatever. Come on. That's all, that's wacky. Well, monarchy is not some like, you know, you look at the despotic monarchs who actually rule their countries, thinking about the kingdom in Saudi Arabia, for yeah. example. Uh, that's obviously not a good thing. But the symbolic, which which what the king and queen of, of right. England, that's yeah. a symbolic position. Yeah. That's a unifying position. Uh, there's some... You know, she does bestow honors on the citizens of orders yeah. of this and sure, that and the other. Sure, I get you it. Know? Don't uh, you think it's kind of crazy, though, the girl can't become, if there's a boy uh, and a girl, the boy gets it and not the girl? I think it's firstborn. Oh, I always thought it was firstborn male. I don't think so. Mm. I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Oh, Mr. Monarch doesn't know uh, about what the well, Halloween gets really Well, it hasn't been one of these in my lifetime. This is the no, first well, time me neither, in my pal. lifetime that we've seen a change in the... Now, if Charles lives as long as his mother, how many years on the crown will he get? Well, uh, 15, 20 years, 22. 22 years? Yep. Yeah. He looked old when well, I saw 70, him. I hadn't seen him in a while. 74 years old. Yeah, can you imagine waiting your whole life for your mom to die? <laughs> yeah, that's That's great. essentially what he's been doing. Yeah, he is. 
Yeah. And now, you know, he's he's big bang baller. He's sitting in a chair, he's going and talking to people and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't want to be I, I wouldn't want to be a part of that process. I wouldn't want to have I wouldn't want to follow. It's kind of like being the announcer that follows Jack Buck. Right. You know, I wouldn't want to follow the Queen. Right. If I was if I were Charles, because I mean he's never gonna you know, and I mean he's got Camilla. And everybody's waiting on the kid, right? Everybody wants uh Will. William. William, yeah. King William. Uh-huh. Be, uh, I'm surprised that Charles is only the third Charles to be king of England in all of those centuries. How many centuries has England ruled the world? Um, it's been a long time. A couple thousand? No. no. 1,500 years? Uh, no. I, the monarchy, I wouldn't want to speculate yeah. on that without knowing the answer. Perhaps PJ over here Do you here think can, that, uh, um, it, well, I guess. I mean, could Charles have picked a different name? Could he have said, I'm going to be King Michael Sean? Uh, I don't think so. Why not? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he could. Like I said, Michael, this has never happened before. Right, I understand. Lifetime. But, I mean, this guy was granted this land by God and birthright. He ought to be able to name himself if he wants to. I don't know. Uh, you know, I I think that uh, the Pope can do that. The Pope can name himself? Yeah, the Pope yeah. picks a name. I like the. I like when the Pope picks a name. Yeah. Yeah. See, but I wouldn't be one of those Popes that picks a name that somebody else has already picked. Well, Wouldn't you want to so be the first? Names. Well, the, I, you think there's been a Pope Michael? Probably not. Yeah. Tony? Pope. I, haven't, I haven't seen a Pope Tony. Oh, I right. bet there's been a couple of Anthonys. Uh, Remember, this well is their Italians yeah, over right. there. Yeah, you know, know. The Italians yeah. ruled it for yeah. so long. Okay. Yeah, excellent point. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. But I would. What, what Pope name would you pick? I wouldn't be the Pope. You wouldn't? No. Well, the Pope's a good dude. Uh, sure, yeah. I think he's of comparable uh, meaning to the world that the Queen of England oh, is. Oh, I think more substantial than the than the Queen of England. Is. Really? Yeah. More, Why? More impactful. Well, he's the head well, of he's the head of more people. Yeah, I guess so. And that's a church is global, uh-huh. uh, the Catholic Church. So, he, he, Well, getting to visit with a Pope or getting to visit with a Queen's like getting to visit with who we're going to get to visit with in the next hour. <laughs> well, there's no question about I that. I mean, not many people... Bring the attention, and and have had the experiences. The, the experiences. That, yeah, the, the experiences just is remarkable experiences. Yeah. Of course, we're speaking of uh, none other than our own Sean Michael Lyle, who joins us every Monday night when we're here uh, after the news at nine oh five. Michael, will you watch the funeral of the Queen? I will watch it. Yes. All right. Thank you, folks. It's John Hancock. It's Michael Kelly. Sean Michael Lyle, and then of course, oh. what's trending next hour? Stick around. The news is coming up. And uh, well, it looks like they're playing football again. But all of you out there listening don't care much about the football game. We'll take you out with God Save the King. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.